Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Goldstein, and thank you so much for taking the time here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We are presented by SIDES, which is a foundation helping children and family in the battle against pediatric cancer. You know, I know David Lister personally. He puts in so much of his time, energy, and effort to help so many that need it. SIDES helps to fund and fight children's cancer. You can find Dave Lister on how you can contribute and help out and donate on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And brought to you by Ken Marr. His bottom line is Ken, a personal friend of mine, been with the podcast since the beginning. He's just one of the best people I know. That's the bottom line. He's now a senior vice president at JLL, a Fortune 500 company. Ken specializes in industrial properties. Four decades in the business, so we appreciate his support here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get right to this episode. Well, we're now a few days into Florida Panthers training camp and a lot to unpack here on the podcast. Uh... First off, Paul Maurice, new head coach, setting a tone, uh, certainly skating the team very hard in a lot of these practices, uh, a lot of barking of instructions, and really a lot of attention to detail, and a lot of it, you know, how they need to play defensively, and that's what he said he was going to try to bring to this team. Um, So we're seeing that early on in, in training camp. Stopping drills at times, pointing things out, um, just the defensive awareness, the defensive responsibility. And as we all know, that's kind of what, you know, Paul Maurice and what the team is trying to blend. That high-powered offense with tightening things up, you know, a little bit defensively in structure and style, while at the same time not pulling back on what this team is with its speed game. So... That tone is trying to be set early on in camp. Uh, The other thing is, which everybody's always interested in, is the lineup. Lucas Carlson has been with Ratko Gudis, and Mark Stahl has been with Brandon Montour. Of course, we know that Gustav Forsling was going to slide up to the top pair with Aaron Ekblad. That has happened. So as of now, and again, things could change, and you've got guys like Matt Kierstead and veteran Michael Delzato, uh, Anthony Batetto is a veteran on a two-way deal as well. Number of young defensemen, not sure any will be able to crack and step through. But right now, it is Forsling and Ekblad, Carlson and Gudis, and Stahl and Montour. Of course, they'll have to be a seventh defenseman. So whether that's a younger guy like a Kierstad or a veteran like a Delzato remains to, to be seen. Um, and of course, they haven't played a game yet. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But it's kind of what we we probably figured when Mackenzie Weger was traded to Calgary that some form of that is how that this defense would would shake out with you know Carlson probably getting the first crack at, at being the sixth guy and he has certainly gotten that you know Lucas is in his mid twenties played half the games last year I uh, thought got better as time went on and we'll see how he you know responds in this kind of not kind of but a new you know, defensive structure, some new things put in, some new systems. Um, and again, these aren't major, major variations, just some things differently. And and a new coaching staff, and that's always, you know, an interesting one, how, how a head coach and a coaching staff, um, you know, adopts early to certain players. Um, and that leads us to the forwards. Paul Maurice, at least to start camp, I guess wants a little familiarity. So Sam Bennett, knows Matthew Kachuk, so those two are together. Um, Colin White 
is the other guy on that line. What, what the Panthers have done is they've taken these new forwards that they picked up and they've spread them out amongst each line. So you've got White on the wing with Bennett and Kachuk. You've got Rudolph Balser's opportunity of a lifetime for this guy with Barkov and Verhage. Barkov or Hagee, as we know, have been together you know, for a few years now, and rarely have they ever been broken up. Now, well, let me say this. When we talk about Balser's, we talk about White. Again, we were having the same conversation a couple of years ago about Carter Verhage and about Anthony Duclair. Um, you know, and these guys that have come in here and there's others from other teams where maybe they weren't getting the opportunity. Throw Sam Bennett in there. That was a trade, of course. They weren't getting the opportunity or, or there were expectations that were really high because of where they were drafted and they needed a fresh start and a new look and a new team. So I'm not saying that Balsers and White are going to turn into Verhage, Bennett, and Duclair, but what the Panthers have done, what Bill Zito has done, is he's taken guys like that and they flourished in this situation. So interesting to see Balsers and White getting chances. Think about these names. Alexander Barkov, Matthew Kachuk, Carter Verhage, and Sam Bennett. So if there is more that these guys in their mid-20s who have, you know, had had their adversity, whether it's injury, opportunity, playing on bad teams, whatever it is, and their own responsibility as well, just not playing as well as, you know, their teams thought. Although you really shouldn't say that about Bolsters last year because I thought he had a really good year in some of the underlying analytics show and when he's on the ice defensively, uh, his teams do very well. And obviously playing with Verhage and Barkov, you know, he even said it, talked to him, you know, yesterday, just go get some pucks for these guys and then get open. That's that's the key. Um, so while Duclair is out, who would be a top six guy, uh, both these guys are getting some great opportunities to see what, what they can do. And, hey, I'm not saying October 13th against the Islanders, this is how they line it up, but the Panthers are giving those two guys in particular and throw Lucas Carlson in there as well the opportunity to take the ball and run with it. And if they don't, then you see what happens. So... Verhage, Barkov, Balsers, White, Bennett, Kachuk. And that's where it leaves again. And this was one of the strengths of this team last year. When you've got an Anton Lundell and a Sam Reinhardt on your third line, wow. Now last year, and they're together in camp, last year was Mason Marchman. And again, let's give Mason a lot of the credit. You know, you always got to give the player himself credit. But put in a great situation. Playing against other teams' third lines with Sam Reinhardt and with Anton Lundell, who, by the way, looks absolutely terrific. So does Barkov. Barkov looks like a beast. He's bigger. He's stronger. And another new guy gets an opportunity, Nick Cousins. Nick Cousins, agitator, veteran in the league, um, has some offense, has skated really well. I've noticed that in these first few practices. So he gets a chance with Lundell. And Reinhardt. Now, look, this may all change. Sam Reinhardt may very well slide up and start the season with Barkov or Verhage. Um, Kachuk may slide up and start the season with Barkov and Verhage. And Reinhardt may slide up onto the second line. Um, so, you know, and maybe it's Bolsters, Lundell, and Cousins. So th there's still a lot of room on those wings. But, again, it's the same premise that made this team 
last season what it was is that depth. And Nick Cousins, another guy like White and Balsers, gets a great opportunity playing with Lundell and Reinhardt. And if, if that's how they line it up when the regular season starts, you know, you look at those matchups. And that's why Reinhardt, Lundell, and Marchman had some huge games because they're matching up against another team's third line. And those guys are not a typical third line. I mean, they were, in my mind, Lundell and Reinhardt are really good second-line players. And on some teams, they could be first-line players. So, again, it's where they're slotted. And because this team has that kind of depth, um, they're able to do these things. Now, we'll see how Balsers, White, and Cousins all play as camp develops, as they get into games, and if they start the season, how the season starts. Again, it's very early. Now, running is the regular fourth line so far the first few days. You have Lomberg and Hornquist as expected on the wings, and veteran Eric Stahl is between them. Now, a few things to keep in mind. Stahl is not signed. He's on a tryout. Stahl and Paul Maurice have an unbelievable history together all those years in Carolina. Had some great teams. Stahl was the captain. I'm not sure you could pencil Eric Stahl in in the opening week of camp. Some of it may be the Panthers needing to see how he looks, how he feels after practices. Um, you know, can he still do it at age 37? That's the question. So he's in on a tryout, and who knows? Maybe they have a deal It's already done. They just need to free up the space, and he's going to be on the team. But interesting that he gets the first crack with Lomberg and Hornquist, and that leads us to what, in my opinion, again, this is not coming from coach or anything, is your fifth line of Heponiemi, Losterinen, and Denisenko. Now, who knows if everybody's healthy going into the season. If everybody is, then one of those guys makes the team. You would presume it's Losterinen. Um, you know, if the four lines run the way they are, and if Stahl is signed, then you would think Denisenko and Heponiemi are, you know, top line guys in the AHL, and that's the way it would shake out. But again, there is a long way to go. Uh, performance, injuries, they haven't even played a game yet. That'll start next week. But uh, that's the way they've lined it up so far. And by the way, Delzato uh, and Batetto, for the most part, have been together on the D pairs as well. With, you know, Kierstead rotating in there. So really, you look at the nine on D, you've got the six that are playing as pairs. Delzato, Kierstead, Batetto. It's probably your nine, unless you have a young guy that steps up. And again, they're running these lines the way they're running them now. Hey, Monday could roll around. There could be a game. And if Lomberg and Hornquist play in one of the games, Losterina may be their center, not stall. Who knows? So that's the way it's, um, you know, early on. Uh, shaking out for the Panthers. Doubleheader Monday in Nashville. I'm assuming at that point they'd do some roster juggling and get some guys to Charlotte. And then games on Thursday at home against Carolina. Saturday the 1st in Carolina. And after that, I'm sure there'll be more roster juggling probably to get down to 28 or 30. Because at that point, you've got another week of practice and only two games left. Tampa and you know, home and home. Tampa at home on the 6th, at Tampa the 8th, and that's it. And then your final cuts have to come probably on uh, after that Tampa game Saturday and a couple of practices with your team the following week. 
and off they go to Long Island to start the season. So that's the way this Panther camp is shaking out. Uh, a lot of new faces on the ice, I can tell you that, including obviously the head coach, but assistant Jamie Compton, uh, assistant who was with you know Paul Maurice in Winnipeg, Sylvain Lefebvre, now running the defense. Uh, always nice to see a familiar face in Rob Tallis out there, of course, and uh, goaltending coach Rob Tallis, who's got his hands full because they've got five goalies, I believe, are rotating around, and that's another big competition in these games. Uh, J.F. Barubi and Alex Lyon, two veterans. I'm presuming one of them will be the starter in Charlotte. Not sure if the other one is the backup. And they take the young players and put them in the East Coast League, like Guzda or Fitzpatrick. Those are the other goaltenders they have in camp. Or they go veteran with a young goalie as the backup in Charlotte. So a lot of ways that could uh, that could shake out. So, But that's a great competition because keep in mind, that player, assuming it would be Lion or Barubi, hey, that guy's, you know, uh, a blink of an eye away as we've seen over the years in the league and with the Panthers from being in the NHL. Uh, you get one injury, anything happens with a player, Bobrovsky or Knight, and that guy at least is up on the team whether or not he plays. So third goaltender, a huge factor for every team and every organization uh, these days in the NHL. All right, please take a minute to listen to a moment from our sponsors. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. Great guys and Dave Lister and Ken Morris. Our producer is Brett Markowitz. He always does a great job. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Give your review, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, plenty more coming up. Hope you enjoyed these uh, opening training camp edition of the Gold on Ice podcast, and we'll see you soon, everybody. Thanks for the support. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer, and we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma, and she beat it, and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDES on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Uh, everything is on there, or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation. Well, I want to tell you about Ken Morris because he's been 33-plus years in the business, a stand-up guy, and recently joined JLL as a senior vice president. Now, JLL is with number 185 in the Fortune 500 list, and Ken specializes in industrial properties, warehouse and manufacturer. He handles complex transactions. And the bottom line is, and I know this about him, you're the most important asset. You know, he takes care of his clients. That's what really drives him and keeps him in the business, and he absolutely loves it. He works with Fortune 500 companies and startup companies as well. So any needs that you possibly have, I can tell you this, Ken Morris is the guy, and he's been nice enough to support this podcast right from the beginning, so he's also got a pretty keen eye. Give him a call, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris.